As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back, brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Leave it to the Lions to make the worst head coaching hire of this cycle. Here's I, Rob Ball, a.k.a. the next head coach of the Houston Texans. And with me, as always, is AJ, hello Adam Gase, Marchese. I am uh, completely ignoring that report. I, I, I don't have the headspace to think about that, Rob. No, it's happening. I hope it happens. If it happens, uh, you may never hear from me again. But until then, I'm pretending like it, the report wasn't even existing. So, Maybe best case scenario for you at this point is Bill O'Brien becomes Tennessee Vols head coach. So then Nick Saban has to hire Adam Gase as his <laughs> OC and there. And then he'll replace Pete when Pete gets fired, yeah. Today, we are doing our 2021 NFL Draft Declaration Spectacular. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, and the NBA is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. You know who's making a big bet uh, in a couple of weeks, AJ? The National Football League. No. Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, who has accepted his senior bowl invite. That's a hard one to guess. I didn't know where you're going. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, apparently he's getting, getting paired with, with the Panthers. That means Joe Brady gets a look at him. That's pretty cool. Um, along with him uh, in recent senior bowl news. Uh, Michigan running back Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America. <laughs> Alabama receiver Devonta Smith, but he won't be practicing. Friend of the show in Wisconsin Whitewater guard Quinn Miners. And uh, Florida State edge rusher Janarius Robinson and Ohio State linebacker Justin Hilliard. Obviously, Mac Jones is the big name of this group just because Devonta Smith's not going to be practicing. He needed this, I think, for mm-hmm. any chance to be a first-round pick, which I still don't think he will be. But uh, it, it's gonna be really interesting to see how he looks in this setting with some other like he he's by far the most exciting quarterback to go. Yeah, it's it's not a great group. I'm most excited for Jamie Newman. We'll talk about that more on our Senior Bowl special show. But um, like I don't think he's the type of quarterback to look terrific in shorts. But if he if he can quickly build a chemistry with some of these um, these receivers. I think that will go a long way just because that the argument against him is always going to be the talent around him is why he succeeded. Yeah, for sure. And, and off the field, just being able to chat with more scouts and GMs there at, at um, in Mobile, uh, which mm-hmm. now leading up to our next little segment here, there's, that's not going to be a chance in Indianapolis this year, and it's all going to be virtual again. Uh, I think that's also really big for Mac Jones, just selling teams on himself, which should be the easy part of the process for him. Hell Yeah. Um, and I'm excited friend of the show, Quinn Miners is going, but we'll, we'll talk about all the senior bowl stuff more in our next show, but 
are you equally as excited? That was my favorite acceptance uh, of any. Ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the first time well, uh, a guest out of our podcast is at the Senior Bowl, so there you go. My favorite ever is Max Duffy, but you know me. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, okay. You mentioned the Combine. Uh, this week, the NFL informed clubs the 2021 Scouting Combine is officially changing formats. There will not be an in-person workout um, at, at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis like there is every year. Um, they'll be doing pro days on campuses instead. It'll be all virtual interviews and psychological testing and limited in-person med- medical exams that'll take place in early April probably. This is crazy that there's just not going to be an NFL. Obviously, we understand why, but it's just nuts that there won't actually be an NFL combine this year. Um, Obviously, last year's was a lot different, but they still went through with it, and now just not having it, it's just another crazy factor in what's going to be the craziest draft in NFL history. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I I mean, they're going to be trying to implement more uniform um, testing and uh, testing equipment at Pro Days, but... I mean, we've seen pro day numbers in the past. <laughs> you can't really trust them. And I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if we're – I guess th- they're not going to limit people at pro days, which I don't know. seems counterintuitive yes. to the reason of canceling the combine. But also y- they can't because the NFL needs to be there. I, I don't know. Or, or the, the, the filming is just going to be more in-depth. So whatever. It's going to be kind of really weird to, to watch this whole thing unfold. And it, it's – yeah, it's going to be – it's gonna be tough without the the numbers. I hope the testing all goes uh, all goes good though. Um, and it just makes the Senior Bowl, the guys at the Senior yeah. Bowl, that it's so much more important. Not that it like it's obviously one of the most important things in the draft process, but even more important now. Yeah. Uh, especially those interviews. Yeah, that's why a huge for Devonta Smith to be there, even if he's not uh, practicing on the field. Um, and hey, the weigh-ins too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, that's that's a good point. That's like the only 100% official measurements we're going to get. Although we've seen them get wonky from, from from the senior bowl to the combine before, but still. Some guys just their hands grow. That's I've seen that before. <laughs> I always love it when guys hands are different sizes. I know that that's like that's not a statistical fuck up. It's just a real thing, but I was that's always one of my favorite things. I always find those interesting. Big hands guy. I, you know I am. Oh, I'm just looking at the Senior Bowl roster right now. I'm very excited for our show on Saturday. Who do you think is going to have the biggest uh, hands at the Senior Bowl? This is our preview for our next episode. I've been waiting, I've been waiting weeks for you to, to ask me. Okay, I'm curious to hear your answer. Do you want to guess who I'm going to say? Uh, that's, I, don't, I don't know. No, I don't want to guess who you're going to say. <laughs> uh, Georgia offensive lineman Ben Cleveland. That's a good answer. That's a good He's answer. He's massive. Yeah. Uh, I also saw a report the other day that he, he people thought he might have had the combine happen, that he might have broken the bench press record. Wow. Uh, Charles Snowden has to have big hands, right? Yeah. I will. Maybe he's not really 6'7". Oh, intrigue. We'll not find out on our next episode, but listen to it anyways. Yeah, that's a good guess, though. Him, oh, and if just, this is a stupid game. I'm not going <laughs> to like several more <laughs> names I was going to go through. Um, okay, in other news, uh, a couple GM hirings, a couple NFL head coaching hirings. Um, GM hirings, Terry Fontenot to the Falcons, Marty Herney to the Washington football team, and Trent Balky to the Jaguars. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Terry Fontenot to the Falcons is the best hire of those three. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you there, Rob. Um, Might be my favorite of this process, actually. He's been in – we talked about him a bit last episode. Yeah. He's he's been in New Orleans for I think the past sixteen years with Mickey Loomis. Mm-hmm. Um, we always hear Jeff Ireland's name come up, and he never actually gets hired. Uh, but Fontenot's been a, a high up exec there for a while. Obviously, lots of success in New Orleans um, the last couple of years in drafts, uh, and I, I I love it for the Falcons. No, that's a good one, and and the Saints are kind of getting picked apart right now, which kind of sucks for them, but. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Marty Herney one, uh, I, I didn't the, expect the, at all. But. I, I'm just it's, it's because at the end of the day, Ron Rivera has final say, obviously, on yeah. everything. Him and Marty Herney worked together for so long. Like, it, I think 
has a lot to do with just bringing someone in who's on the complete same page as Ron Rivera. Yeah. Um, Herney's also the thing about him is he in, in Carolina, like he he was the GM in Carolina for so long, and he did twice. So like, there's all it's pretty weird, but um, he wasn't a terrible GM. No. He had a history of giving guys big contracts when he probably shouldn't. But they had a couple of good drafts uh, when he was there. Like he, he built, essentially he built both their super Super Bowl teams. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. And um, when 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 they brought him back in Carolina, I think we both thought he was kind of a placeholder. And for him to just have stay there and then got another gig is kind of surprising. But yeah, like you said, it's just the relationship with Ron Rivera. And I, I don't mind him as a talent evaluator. I think he showed that he can do a pretty good job there, and he's been around the block for for many years. He, it's 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 definitely a safe hire, and like I, I'm sure there are people who are gonna kill them for the hire. But I think it it has more to do with just ensuring, like they're continuing to build that contract yeah. c- culture and the continuity. And obviously, in the past, Washington's had some issues between the head coach and. And the guy running the front office, and it's stability, and that—that's yeah, like you just yeah. said, that's one thing Washington has, hasn't had since the eighties. Plus, plus um, Dan Snyder drafted a quarterback just because he was from Maryland, <laughs> uh, the state of Maryland that is, and Marty Herney's from Maryland, so that's, he, gotta remember that he loves Maryland. Uh, on the Trent Baalke front, it, it feels a lot like the the Harbaugh Baalke relationship, which obviously went up in flames, but I. You got to think that I mean, well, shotgun said he he's got final say, but you got to think that like Meyer supersedes Baki in Jacksonville. Yeah, I I think this was not in the same vein as the Herney to Washington hire, uh, but more just bringing in someone they know won't gripe about Urban Meyer and Shotgun both having more yeah. power than him. Like Shotgun said in the press conference, like they're building Urban Meyer's vision. I don't want to call Trent Baalke a yes man in this situation, but to me, it's an uninspiring hire. Like he had a pretty good track record in San Francisco. Who's to say who was more important to that, him or Harbaugh? Yeah. He also has a long history of working for uh, former college head coaches. I mean, he does. He was the GM for Harbaugh, Chip Kelly, and now Urban Meyer. He also worked under Steve Spurrier in Washington. Yeah, and and we kind of heard the reason that like the Harbaugh and era in San Fran kind of blew up was them butting heads. Yes. So, like, again, it, it's kind of a similar situation, but I assume they wouldn't have uh, made him GM if he wasn't comfortable deferring to Urban Meyer and Khan, right? Yeah, no, I, I think that it's, like, and obviously Khan has a relationship with him. He's, he's been yeah. there the, the last year, so yep. I think it all has to do with that. And, like, at the end of the day, Urban Meyer has, is the real uh, yeah. Final say, and like it's it's got to be obvious to Balky when you take this job that you're you're lower on the totem pole than Urban Meyer. Yeah, more similar to a Pete Carroll, John Schneider situation than uh than Balky's last situation in San Fran. Yeah, uh, and then head coaching hirings. We got uh, we got four of them. Only two openings left with uh, the Texans and the Eagles. Uh, Robert Sala to the Jets, Arthur Smith to the Falcons, Brandon Staley to the Chargers, and good old Dan Campbell to the Lions. <laughs> where, where do you want to start here? Uh, let's start with Salah. He's my favorite hire, um, I think, of the whole thing so far, at least. And I don't suspect the Texans or Eagles will hire someone to change my <laughs> mind. So I agree, yeah. And, and part of that is also he brings LaFleur with him. Um, Matt LaFleur's little brother, Mike LaFleur, LaFleur who is the um, passing game coordinator with the 49ers, brings him with him. Uh, this is like the right guy, I think, to kind of build that culture that the Jets just don't have, especially yeah. coming off Adam Gase, yeah. going into him. I think he's also going to be so good for making Quinn and Williams just a stud. Yeah, that's a hundred percent sure. When you when you hire a defensive head coach, um, you're hiring a guy that's going to come in and change the culture, and it's a team that needs a culture change, and the Jets are clearly that, like he just stated. And the other most important thing is bringing in uh, an offensive coordinator that you have high hopes for, and that's exactly what Lafleur is. So yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a home run because Salah just feels like he's going to fit in there perfectly. And and yeah, you might lose Lafleur quickly, but that means your team is good. So so it's it's a um, you know it's a it's a win win. Two two more positives to come out of this is D'Amico Ryan's is now the defensive coordinator yeah. for the 49ers, which is sick. 
and Robert Tilla hired Miles Austin as his wide receivers coach. Yeah, no, I, 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 the D'Amico Ryan thing is pretty damn cool. Um, I, I, let, let's 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 go to Staley, where uh, I am still disappointed. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. First of all, and I'm disappointed it's not uh, Brian Dable, and I think. I don't know. Like he's been in the NFL for four years. He's been a DC for one year. He was he had a great year as a DC. Uh, I'm I'm not on board with this hire. It's like like contrary to what I just said about uh, Salah. Like you know he's a culture changer, and I don't think the Chargers need to change a culture. Um, it, you know like and bringing in Lafleur is huge, and we haven't seen who those he is yet. In, yes, uh, that, in, that's the big 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 thing. Could be Shane Waldron, which would be a pretty good get, but um. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm not. That's the big one. I, I want to reserve judgment till that. But yeah, I'm, I'm no, not really I, on board at this point. That's why we won't arbitrarily grade grade, <laughs> grade these things until yeah. the full staff is hired. But yeah. uh, I'm with you in in terms of I was really hoping for them to bring in a Brian Dable or an Eric Bieniemy, someone yeah. who could really have fun with this offense. Um, I'm holding out hope that Pep Hamilton is somehow kept as OC, mm-hmm. but I. I don't know if that'll happen. Hopefully he ends up in Miami, if not, because I love Pep Hamilton. But I don't know. Like, he's um, he's a Vic Fangio disciple. Yeah. Who is obviously one of the best defensive coordinators in, like, kind of modern football. And it's been up and down in Denver. And I don't want to say that it's going to be the same result with Staley. But, like, a lot of the time you hire a defensive guys, a head coach, they're not calling plays. Yeah. Right? And that comes back to what you said about culture with the defensive head coach, like a guy like Robert Tella. And I don't think Brandon Staley has, is that same kind of, or at least he hasn't, we haven't seen it. It's hard to tell at this point, but you know, I I agree. He's so green in terms of his NFL career as a coach. Um, Like you said, only four years in the league. Feels like he jumped the line a little bit. Yeah, Um, totally. And and you don't see that too often from a defensive guy. You you see it all the time. Teams gambling on office coordinators. But, uh, but when, hey, what, the Sean McVay effect. Yeah, it, that's a good also, point. Yeah. Also, shout out Sean McVay for somehow I thought Raheem Morris was going to be a slam dunk hire for the Jaguars. Somehow Sean McVay steps in and gets him for the Rams, their new DC. That's huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing we know McVay can do is uh, replace guys that he's been losing, and that that might be the most important thing when <laughs> when you're a guy like Sean McVay and, and all your coordinators and staff keep getting picked, right? Yeah, that must be annoying. Nick Saban's used to it. Um, okay, moving on to let's do Arthur Smith next, mm-hmm. who obviously went from Titans OC, Falcons head coach. Titans OC for two years, but he really transformed that offense. He'd been with the Titans for a really long time as well. We knew him, we criticized when he was hired, at, um, <laughs> we did promoted from tight ends coach uh, when LaFleur left for the Packers, but uh, worked out well. I mean, I think. This is a really fun hire. We'll see what happens with the quarterback position. I hope they do take Justin Fields, whether they move Matt Ryan or not this year. I just think Justin Fields would be such a fun quarterback in, in the system we saw Arthur Smith run with the mm-hmm. with the Titans. And then get a, a, a pounding running back and build a, <laughs> that, that, that offense. Just get Todd Gurley. What do you mean? <laughs> Touchdowns, baby. Todd Gurley scores them. Um. Touchdown, Todd. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, this is a this is a fun one. Again, we got to see the whole staff run out, uh, round out, I should say. But no, I I think this is an exciting hire for the Falcons. I think it, it just fits pretty pretty perfectly. Yeah, like um, uh, like the, the way he turned Ryan Tannehill around. Mm-hmm. I know he's not going to have a Derrick Henry in Atlanta unless they draft Najee Harris fourth overall. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think, like, he's so creative. And they have playmakers, obviously, in Atlanta. They just, things have not turned out well. I also like going the route of offensive head coach after, like, I like rotating. Like, they went from Dan Quinn, now they go to Arthur Smith. That's fair. Yeah, and, again, we're always just in favor of trying to get that offensive head coach. Like, at this point, oh, and then there's Dan Campbell, I think's the worst tire of the whole thing. (laughs) He, uh, uh... Because he went five and seven as the Dolphins' interim head coach like six years ago, his head his name comes up for every head coaching <laughs> gig. It feels like like it's hard to get excited when your team hires a tight ends coach. For like, I know he's the assistant head coach, and he's he's in 
in the vein of the CEO style head coach, like he's not gonna have yeah. a hand in calling plays, obviously. And he's he's poaching Aaron Glenn, who's the Saints DB's coach, as his defensive coordinator, which I think is a slam dunk completely. Yeah. And I think Aaron Aaron Glenn's gonna be a head coach very soon. Um. So that that's gonna help a ton, and we'll see who he hires as OC. But like, the he was like a backup tight end for a decade. Became the Dolphins' tight end coach for a bit. <laughs> became, went five and seven as their interim head coach. Became the Saints' assistant head coach and tight ends coach, and is now. I don't. I just hard to get excited about a hire like that. Yeah, it's it's very unexciting. I I want to. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't reserve judgment, but I want to say I want to reserve judgment until we really see him. But it feels very much like Dan Campbell would just be back in New Orleans as as his head coach in like three years. <laughs> I, I I forget who said it, but someone. Someone said, "When when the Lions hired Matt Patricia, the whole thing like they're going to be doing Oklahoma drill day one of practice. <laughs> they're doing all this stupid shit, making people run." And st- Dan Campbell feels like the same thing. Kinda, yeah, he does. Right, like he's he's the type of coach who's going to make the coaches run laps. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, in today's NFL, it's hard to get behind those types of hires. I think. Um, but yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, trying trying to think of somebody who who fits that same mold who's been successful. I uh, nobody. <laughs> no, I can't think of anyone. Uh, uh, John Harbaugh. No, there's Har- Harbaugh was a special teams guy, and you know how I feel about special teams. Yeah, guys. I know. I'm ju- I'm just trying and to. He, make... And he he also was he was the special teams coordinator in Philly for like a decade. Yeah, I know. Just trying to make Dan Campbell and Lions fans happy. Yeah, there's no one I can really a, a good comp. Yeah, that, I don't that think that's successful. gonna work out. No, I don't think. But so. uh, hey, we'll see who their OC is, and then we'll we'll, we'll reserve final judgment <laughs> until then. But uh, of the of the guys hired so far, Robert Sola is my favorite by far. I think that is the the right choice too. I agree. And I think I put Arthur Smith second. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, me too. And like, uh, I'm 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 most excited to see what the hell Urban Meyer is gonna do, though. Yeah, but again, still waiting for them to. They haven't made a, a coordinator hires yet, so we'll see. But hey, I appreciate Charlie Strong being his assistant head coach. Yeah, I think that's a good one. And uh, and going back to the well with Anthony Schlegel, who was a linebacker at Ohio State that I loved. So your 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 second team in the future is gonna be the Jags. Yeah, they should hire Ross Holman. Just keep getting Ohio State linebackers. Although I guess you you, you kind of hate Urban Meyer, but still, I do hate Urban Meyer. <laughs> I think, but hey, without him, the Buckeyes wouldn't have found Ryan Day. So, good point. I mean, I think everyone kind of hates Urban Meyer <laughs> a little bit, at least. Everyone, yeah, you can like him, but you also have this little bit of hatred toward him. I think he's a good coach. I yeah, I just uh, but I mean, I hate him for obvious reasons. So, anyways. Yeah, you hated that Utah team. I fucking hate Alex Smith. <laughs> okay, let's get into obviously. Um, as you are listening to this, the 2021 NFL draft declaration deadline has passed. But remember, this year's a little different. Uh, fifth year senior or people using that the seniors using that extra year of eligibility have until March one to make the decision. I've seen some. I think it was Dane Burglar that hinted that we might see uh, more uh, guys deciding to go back, opting out of the draft. I guess you should say. Well, now with the combine situation, it definitely makes that more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, obviously, I'm a Buckeyes guy, and there's been murmurs um, that Haskell Garrett will uh, is waiting until March one to actually make his decision. That's interesting. Yeah. So I. Mean, oh wait. Three hours ago, it was announced. He is He's returning. There you go. Congratulations, Rob. I've got to add someone else to my glad they returned list. <laughs> tell, tell the people what we're going to do here, Rob. Uh, we're going to go through a couple homemade categories, or superlatives, if you will, as I, we're known for. And I won't this uh, time. They're, they're homemade categories today. Okay. And uh, just kind of talk some of the guys who declared or didn't declare and why we're excited or sad. And, uh, you know, from talk. there. Like, this is this is the type of shit you listen to the show for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. The big time content. 
Yeah, not the six senior bullshit we're gonna do in a couple days, but this. This is it, this baby. This filler episode is why you tune in. <laughs> if you don't love this show, you don't love this show. Yeah. No. Turn it off now. Wait, 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 wait till the CBD ad read by Travis Pastrana, then turn it off. That's the only reason I listened to this show. Okay, let's start. Um, let's start. Let's start on a positive note. Who are you? There's you're gonna name like fifty guys knowing you. <laughs> okay, give me give me most <laughs> give me a, a limit, Rob. <laughs> okay, I will limit to you the most I've written. Glad they returns a little different because like nine Ohio State guys returned. So, uh, but we'll limit it to four. <sighs> That's a tight list. Okay, you go first. Really, then. I had I struggled with some. Like I, I don't two for some. Yeah, for for excited they declared. Uh, I didn't have too too many. I didn't want to go full big names. So, you know, I'll start with Anthony Schwartz, who we've talked about quite a lot. Ooh. And I'm kind of ups- – you know, it's just I'm happy he's out of Auburn. And like I said, I think he's going to be a big riser between now – I mean, he doesn't get the combine, but the Auburn Pro Day, he runs a – he's going to run a 4-1-5 now at the Auburn Pro Day. So. Yeah, he'll break, the, he'll break the 40-year dash record. Down. Yeah, and then and then Waddle will, will like just come underneath him. So, exactly. So, he's going to break the 40-year dash record. Uh, oh, he's you know what? He's going to match Bo Jackson, and that's, that's perfect. I think he ran like a 4-1-3 at the Auburn Pro Day or something. Anyways – uh, which obviously isn't real, but I'm excited about Schwartz because I just want to see him out of under from Bo Nix and that garbage offense. And I think he's gonna be a big riser in in the process. Uh, no, that's a good one. I I'll, I'll stick with an SEC receiver. I'll go with Elijah Moore, who is mm-hmm. shaping up to be, I think, one of the the risers as we get closer and closer to the draft. And people yeah. dig in on him more, um, just because he's a master route runner. Um, obviously put up huge numbers at Ole Miss this year. Eight games, uh, still had 86 grabs for over 1,100 yards. Um, he He's undersized, but especially with Chris Olave electing to return, like there's a bit of a, a drop-off finding who, after the top three obvious guys, it's kind of then Kadarius Toney, I think a lot of people expect to sink into the first round. But yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Elijah Moore ends up there the closer we get. Especially if he runs well at his fake pro day with a fake pro day uh, 40. Um, but, yeah, no, I was pretty excited to see him declare. Uh, obviously also because he – he the egg bowl mishap, um, not this past year but the year before, that <laughs> led to like 400 coaching changes or whatever. He was the first domino. It's, pre- it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, let, let's stick with a pass catcher. Uh, after Brevin Jordan kind of scared us into thinking he's going to back, I- I'm glad he's in this class. And uh, this is an sh- awesome tight end class. Obviously, the Kyle Pitts is the headliner, and then Fryermuth. But uh, Brevin Jordan is right there, tight end three. And I'm kind of uh, look. He, re- I've always liked Brevin Jordan, but he really endeared him, him to to me in the bowl game. I thought he was a baller in that game, and I, I'm kind of excited to see. Like, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for tight ends in the NFL right now, and we had a shit class last year. And so, just finding a cool landing spot for him is going to be uh, kind of kind of fun for me. Yeah, no, uh, again, I like, obviously, Kyle, Kyle Pitts could be a top 10 pick, and yeah. then it's Pat Fryermuth, Brevin Jordan, and we also, we saw a couple of the um, top top 10-ish tight ends decide to return in uh, Charlie Collier yeah. and, and Brent Keithy at Utah. Yeah. So, like, if you're looking, did uh, like, midday two, like, uh, Brevin Jordan's a really interesting option, especially for a team looking for that, kind of more of a move tight end yeah and like he would have been tight end one in last year's class so like, like he's a good prospect uh, i mean whoa. last year's class was shit but whoa <laughs> what cole cole commit stand over there cool uh, commit went to notre dame that's that's true that is i honestly i forgot about that rob but that's true miami's also tight end you so yeah it know. is um stay tuned for will mallory being tight end one next year <laughs> he's good <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to the defensive side of the ball now. Um, Christian Barmore, mm-hmm. I th- I think by the end we all knew he was gonna declare just because yeah. how dominant he was down the stretch for Alabama. Ended up with eight sacks on the season after a slow start, missed two games. Um, but just because his interior defensive line class sucks, and he's a redshirt sophomore, so you're always kind of on the fence whether a redshirt sophomore is gonna declare. So getting him in was huge. Um, there's only, to me at this point, there's only two interior defensive linemen who have a shot at the first round. It's him and Stevie on Nixon yeah. at Iowa, who is also, I'm excited 
declared to be honest mm-hmm. because he he's a he's a only a one-year starter right so who knows but um barmore just he he uh, i think is going to be a massive riser through this process definitely he, he's one of my uh biggest money makers moves uh on our list here and yeah like you said just dominant interior defensive line class sucks it sucks and he was dominant down the stretch and he, he made himself a shit ton of money the last month and a half uh yes, big time where should I go? You know what? I, I'm going to go with Ramondre Stevenson. I know a little more of a low-key uh, one, but we weren't sure exactly if he was going to come out after getting suspended. And he, another guy who dominated down the stretch, I kind of fell for. And, uh, hey, maybe Arthur Smith takes him uh, early day three. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. I actually, I, I, I dove into him um, over the weekend a little bit. Mm-hmm. Look, Garrett Blount felt like a strong comp. <laughs> Did he punch anyone? Uh, no, but... Both had, got suspended, so that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> um, okay, my my final excitedly declared uh, Christian Darrisaw. He's oh, that's a dude. Throw on the Boston College tape mm-hmm. and just watch him run through people like they're they're children. <laughs> like it, it's ridiculous how many pancake blocks he got in that. He's a dominant run blocker. Um, I love having a, a couple str- – like, obviously, this past class was loaded at offensive tackle. But this one's pretty interesting. Like, I think there's three guys who can be in the f- first-round picks in Slater, Sewell, and, and Darisaw. And then it's, it's pretty deep throughout. Yeah. But, uh, like, Darisaw, I, I think he's a first-round lock. And I think everybody's kind of trending that way with him as they dive in more and more. Just he's such a, a physical run yeah. blocker and, and just an absolutely dominant finisher. Yeah, like like those those three guys are f- like for sure first round picks, but we can see a lot of tackles go in the first round. Well, you always like you'll always see like Alex Leatherwood, Liam Eikenberg, Mayfield um, sometimes. Yeah, Mayfield. Yeah, uh, Co- Dylan Cosme. Adams. Um, yeah, yeah, Cosme. Yeah, there's like a whole handful of guys who are in that. You, if if a team at the back end needs a tackle. Um, don't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I'm going to cheat because you knew I would. I'm going to go with three SEC DBs, and I'll do oh them quick. God. I know, I'm an asshole. Tyson Campbell, obviously. I mean, he's a big-time guy, and I'm excited he's in the class. Israel Mukuamu from SCAR. Uh, you know I loved him in the summer, so I'm excited. And and for a lower-key guy who I think is going to catch a lot of heat uh, coming up it, it, through the process, Jamie Sherwood, the Auburn safety. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I didn't see a lot I, when he did declare. I didn't see a lot of people like really talk know, about it. I know, and I think I think his name's going to catch a lot of buzz. Yeah, especially at that Auburn pro day when he runs also runs a four-two-one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I uh, it's funny. I put down a Terrell Edmonds comp on him. Oh no! <laughs> which which hey hey hey, hear me out. Yeah, if Terrell Edmonds had gone in the third round, we would have liked that a lot more. It's- a good point. I liked Terrell Evans. I just did. Yeah, me he, too. And then he, he went in the first backs. round, and we're all like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, Jamie Sherwood. Just the combination of he's very explosive downhill. Yeah. Extremely physical tackler. Got coverage questions. Big dude. Exactly. Um, I like that you picked two tall corners who <laughs> you would love Seattle to get in day two. Yeah, I picked three big DBs. Like I like I always do. Okay. Surprise! Did they declared? Um, I'm going to start, and I'm going to say James Hudson, because that one... I, I have him on my es- list, too, yeah. Especially because of the way the season ended now. Granted, you shouldn't make a decision based off one game, but after getting ejected from the Peach Bowl for targeting, yeah. like that felt like a shitty way for a really good tackle to end his career. Michigan transfer ends up at Cincinnati. I really liked his tape. Um, I think he's a high upside guy to bet on, mm-hmm. but... I think if he had gone back to Cincinnati, he could have really helped himself and potentially been viewed as if he cleaned up some things in pass protection with his feet uh, and his bend in his hands. Yeah, he's so athletic and he he's he's physical run blocker. I think he he could have seriously been a potential first round guy had he returned. So I was kind of surprised to see him go pro. Yeah, you know, I, I he's he, I only have four names here. He was one of them, and uh, for him, uh, getting to the Senior Bowl was big. And I also put Adrian Ely, the Oklahoma uh, offensive tackle, who similar boat, I think, uh, another huge guy, but also getting to the Senior Bowl. So, for both of them, at least they're at the Senior Bowl. Like I'm surprised they came out, but getting there at least is is going to be going to be really helpful. And yeah, I, I like Ely. The hype was there in the summer, uh, kind of evaporated, 
And Hudson, I agree. I think he would have caught a lot more hype if, if he decided to go back. And it, it's especially uh, folded into, like, Cincinnati returns, like, almost everyone. So I was a little surprised that he wasn't a part of that. Okay, I got two more. Both Pac-12 guys who opted out of the season. Um, Stanford's Walker Little, who who basically only played one year of college yeah. football because he tore his ACL in, in 2019. Yeah. Five-star, big, big, big-time recruit. Started as a freshman. Tape is very all over the place i'll yeah. say yeah um he's to me in, in his freshman tape and against his freshman tape so who knows if he's gotten better how rusty he is as well um he looked like a day three type guy but like it, it heading into the year seeing him mocked in like the top 10 mm-hmm. and then obviously he opts out and i think he hasn't been on people's minds in a while i thought had he gone back and shown improvements like he just saw, like on tape i found him to be such a liability in pass protection um so i have no idea where like is a team gonna bet on him early i don't really know and, like, and i like, wouldn't like we just mentioned it's a it's a good tackle group so yeah um agreed i i don't think i'd, I'd take him that high like i don't i don't know if i'd take him before day three i, I certainly wouldn't yeah uh and then another guy kind of similar who more cat like he had a great statistical 2019 i didn't love his tape though joe treon from washington mm-hmm. who opted out and declared um 65262 like built built like hercules uh, and you can see the athleticism on tape but i also thought he was stiff and he had like no pass rush repertoire and and uh, like he he's another guy who he Especially with no combine too, yeah. And the you you mentioned how Hudson Neely at least had the Senior Bowl. These guys don't have that, yeah. And, and so that's another guy who, if he went on day two, like, I don't know if I'd be shocked, but I think it'd be not a good decision. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. And he was on my uh, wish they went back because him and ZTF would have been a hell of a, a edge rushing duo yes. there. Yeah, for and sure. I think they they kind of just could have fed off their you know boosted their own stocks. Uh, like, but they would have helped each other. Um, I, you know what? I'll go Jackson Carmen because I, I thought he struggled quite a lot this year, and I thought going back yeah. to Clemson for another year just would have meant the world. And and I'll, I'll throw my last one. I, in I I put him back. I put Carmen down for wish they went back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another one. How about Tommy Travel, the the Notre Dame tight end, H back, whatever he is. Like it makes sense with with Meyer ahead of him getting more looks. I, I kind of like Tommy Travel watching him live. Uh, and so it makes sense to just not getting the ball, but we just don't see guys like him kind of come out too early, too often. Hey, if he if he can end up in a smart, if he can be someone's Kyle Juice check, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, hey maybe the Jets, the yeah. Jets, yeah, there, there you it go. is. Although they, they got Tommy Tremble, genius. How they they got Trevon Wesco though, who's finally gonna break. Up. Oh God, <laughs> I forgot about them taking him kind of weird high. He was a fourth round pick, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They loved him at the Senior Bowl, though. Yeah, so they're they're gonna get their second shot with Tommy Trimble. I like. I think he's a great blocker, and I think he could be a fun piece. Um, if again, if like you just said, if he finds the right landing spot. Okay, wish they declared. Um, I got only Big Ten guys. Oh really? Okay, okay. You, I mean, Chris Olave's. I mean, wait, is Chris Olave on this list for you or no? Yeah, yeah, no, he is okay. because I love him so much that I just wish he was in this class so I could evaluate him more, and I think uh, he would have yeah. been. Probably my fifth-ish receiver. Um, so I, although as an Ohio State fan, I'm I'm super jazzed he is returning. Uh, as a, as a draft, a, a member of the media is what I am, Andrew. I, uh, I, I wish he declared. He's such a fluid route runner, mm-hmm. and he had such a great season: seven games, seven touchdowns, seven hundred twenty-nine yards. Um, just remind me of Robert Woods. Like he might not look like. A physical specimen he might not run a blazing 40 but he does everything so well just yeah. the route running specifically and you saw that a lot this year and, and he always turned up big when they needed it and in the game he didn't play justin fields had his worst game of his career <laughs> I, I told yeah so i totally agree because I, I i wanted him to be in this class and i just wanted to you know really get into his tape and plus the the added bonus of him not being at ohio state anymore would have been nice for me but, so I, I think he definitely should have came out. But, hey, uh, you know who uh, went back to their school surprisingly last year with a, a first-round potential quarterback uh, getting drafted? A first-round pick. 
Uh, and everyone was like, eh, I don't know, he does everything well and not the biggest physical specimen. Devonta Smith. So maybe Chris Olave yeah, is going to win, win the Heisman. Yeah, there you go. Um, the, what was I going to say? I was going to say something and you just kept going. Oh, yeah. Sorry for talking, Rob. I think it's a part of the fucking show. Asshole. Oh, I remember. I remember. It's like, I, I think, he, to me at least, I thought he was a top 50 lock as a yeah. prospect. But, Agreed. yeah, now, now he could potentially be – like basically what you said, he, I mean, he's got he's got the tools to be one of the best receivers in college football and, and a first round lock. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, uh, okay, wait, go ahead. Can I, can, yeah, please. Can, can I? Uh, I wish Aiden Hutchinson declared. I mean, I, I'm happy he went back, especially after the injury, right? Yeah, but I wish he declared for two reasons. One, so he wouldn't ha- be able to wreck shit in the Big Ten this upcoming <laughs> season. Yeah, because I think I think. When he comes back healthy, he's going to be a complete wrecking ball. He's a freak. Uh, and two, because this is a, a classic kind of he, – he's a guy who can play inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this class also is quitty pay, so Michigan is well represented. Um, but I think – well, I, now that there's no combine, maybe I, I, I'm glad he didn't declare because I think he's the type <laughs> of guy – like, he's 6'6", 280. Yeah. He's a, he, he is – uh, impressive athlete for that size. He plays his ass off. I think, um, I think he's got a good shot to be a first round pick next year. So yeah, no, I think so. Too. Well, I think even even before he got injured, people thought he yeah. he had that that type of potential. So yeah, um, I guess this is just so. I wish he declared to Ohio State to have the block. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Chris Olave for me. So uh, here I'll, I'll throw a couple. How about how about my Jay Sanders who had a terrific year for Cincinnati. Uh, I wanted to see him in this class, and obviously another edge rusher. And this edge group is good. I, I this was, I guess it was, it was more of a surprise that he went back. And he, like I said, he just joined that Cincy group. But um, I, I wish he was in this class. I'm kind of glad he's not because I want Cincinnati to remain good. That that's that's another part of it. So I mean, I got another Cincy guy later. So lots of Cincy talk for me today. Lots of we love our Bearcats. We do. Uh, uh, okay, I, I said uh, I'm only Big Ten, so finally my wish they declared Tyler Linderbaugh, the uh, Iowa center, who I love. And I think it's very smart that he went back because I, yeah. I think he had a fantastic season. I, I put him for glad they returned, so kind of kind of opposite. But, yeah, because uh, uh, he, he could be I center he, one next year, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think he could have that Garrett Bradbury type of rise. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very different type of center than Landon Dickerson, who I think will be the first center drafted. Uh, as long as his medicals check out. Yeah. Um, but Linderbaugh's such a smooth uh, mover in space and such a great zone blocker. In, in a former defensive lineman, so he's a leverage god. Um, he he also, like, he's undersized. He's kind of got that Jason Kelsey undersized yeah. to him. I, I, he's just the type of center prospect I tend to fall in love with. No, yeah, like, I totally get it. Like, you, you wish he was in this class, but I think it was a big, big-time move for him to go back. and I... Yeah. Like like a he'll be game mocked in the first round in in the summer. Hello, Remington. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll, you know what? We'll stick in offensive line. I'll throw two more. Zion Johnson kind of caught me off guard going back to to BC and obviously was playing out of position yeah. at tackle. So I, I just didn't get what there was to benefit for him going back there. Um, so I thought that was one of the more surprising uh, decisions. Good to for go your with. Eagles though. Good for my Eagles. Definitely, I'm happy for. Phil's that. back too. And Phil's back. <laughs> Trey's back, baby. The gang's there. Uh, but, but it caught me off guard. And uh, another one, how about Abraham Lucas? I mean, maybe because Wazoo in the Pac-12 year was so weird. But, but I, I, again, I think he would have been a riser. We both liked him a lot in the summer. So I, it's not that I'm upset that he's, uh, he's not in this class. I don't think it's going to hurt him at all because he could be a big riser next year. But just uh, selfishly, I think he's a really good football player and wanted to see him in this group. Uh, well, him and Max Borgie are back, baby. I, I'm I'm happy Borgie went back though because he's going to be. Well, uh, he he's gonna... didn't play this year. Exactly, he's going to win the Heisman next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, 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 Abraham, Abraham Lucas is a good one too. Yeah, I, I like Lucas a lot. So like, it's kind of cool. Like like we just said, there's a shit ton of tackles. So maybe he's going to be. Uh, I think I think he's got a, like an outside shot to be a first round pick and. Yeah, no, I liked him a lot over the summer. Yeah, I, I thought heading into the year, I get why a lot of like a, a Pac-12 guy um, would return though, just because they yeah. barely had a exactly. season. Exactly, definitely. Um, okay, wish they went back. Um, I'm sure this guy will actually be on your list as well. Cameron McGrone, the tops my, my list. My, he's also the top guy. I mean, for selfish reasons, and I, I think he just could have. 
help himself so much. Yeah, like he he got banged up pretty early after a yeah. great redshirt freshman year in 2019. He got banged up pretty early this year, uh, as did most of Michigan's defense. Yeah, and it's a it's a very crowded linebacker class mm-hmm. with with like I mean. Micah Parsons, Jock, Chesterat, Nick Bolton, Zayvon Collins. Like, there's a bunch of guys who are going to go yeah. top 50. And Cameron McGrown has that type of tape. But I, I worry that he'll get lost in the shuffle. Like, I still think he'll like, – he reminds me so much of Eric Kendricks. And he's such a physical downhill run defender yeah. with range, too. And yeah. he, he can, he's not a bad pass rusher either. He's like the classic Mike, a little short and stocky yeah. energy bringer. Um, I just worry the injury and just the the depth in the class he he might get pushed down a bit. Yeah, this was this was a big surprise for me. Um, I mean, I I guess I shouldn't say that because I thought he could be a first round pick, but he's not going to be. Um, and like you said, the, the the depth of the group just hurts his chances. And I think if he if he was in next year's class, I think he definitely would be a first round pick. So it's just and again, selfishly, I'm a Michigan fan, so it sucks. But he he would have entered. Next season is LB one, I think, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, I like who else would even be above him? No, I, I think he definitely would have been. Yeah, yeah. So it sucks. Uh, a lot of Michigan Ohio State talk, so I'll keep that going. Uh, Sean Wade. Yeah, I wish he went back, but not to play corner. Uh, I wish he went back and moved to safety. You know what? I again, I I hate Ohio State, but I also have him here, and for the exact same reasons. Yeah, like he obviously had not a very like a terrible year as an outside corner after yeah. a very promising redshirt sophomore year as a nickel. Um, the vast majority of people view him as a safety, it seems, uh, just because he just doesn't have the ball skills or the athleticism to hang on the outside. Mm-hmm. But we've seen how feisty he can be around the line of scrimmage, and he's got good instincts. And um, I, th- I think it would have helped him a lot to see a year of tape at safety. Definitely, yeah. Like we've talked about him. Uh, I mean, ad nauseum at this point the, in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't really have any any idea where he's gonna go right now. And, no. uh, and yeah, like I hate Ohio State, but I don't like seeing guys stock get fucked. And I think he could have bounced back next year at Ohio State because clearly they're gonna be right back in in the thick of things for the playoff race. And and he would have been the the headline. And uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks to be honest. Um, you know what? I'll go with a, I'll go with my my rest of my picks kind of kind of off the radar a little bit. So how about, how about Brendan Ooh. Eagles and to a lesser extent because he was a redshirt senior, Tariq Black at Texas because uh, I think they both could have got the Sark stock boost with with Sark Ooh. coming in there. Yeah, and, and I think they both could have just really helped themselves a lot. And Black uh, obviously big time recruit, a lot of hype in Michigan, uh, a lot of hype going to Texas. I think he had like 230 yards this year, so it just kind of fell apart. And I, I get why he didn't, uh, why he, he is a part of the class because he's been in college for so long. But Eagles, uh, Eagles had more eligibility. I mean, the belt did obviously because of COVID. But um, I think both of them could have went back and, and put. I mean, Casey Thompson's the best college quarterback in history. So, yep. <laughs> so Sark runs an awesome offense. I think he would have had both of them absolutely cooking. So I, I think they just kind of really boosted their stock. Um, like, and the Eagles are a really good one because he's just a true junior, and we saw yeah. his potential flashes of his potential but it's just flashes yeah and i, I think sark would have kind of been the perfect guy to get that the most out of him next year yeah no that's a good pick um you already mentioned jackson carmen i put him here too mm-hmm. former five star kind of the only big recruit clemson's really landed in the Dabo sweeney era on the offensive line yeah um he declared he like i don't think he's got the ability to play tackle in the nfl Agreed. he's a big motherfucker though um, I think another year of, again, a lot of these linemen declaring yeah. who, who I wish went back, it has to do with their pass protection problems, his feet, his, he plays too high. He just seems so discombobulated and he doesn't have the athleticism. I don't think to hang on the outside, but he's an interesting kick inside to guard type of run blocker mm-hmm. who, who brings an edge to him. I would have liked to see another year just kind of cleaning things up. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, here, I'll give you another under the radar one. Uh, how about Warren Jackson, Colorado State, who's another guy, big time potential. I forgot. He yeah, no, I know. I, I I did some deep digging. Who's what was he like six six two fifteen ish and uh, can yeah. run pretty well. I again, this this receiver class is loaded. I don't think this is the the best year for him to to come out and uh, another he year. Some flashy games too he, in twenty nineteen. He did, yeah. So just another. I got year. a Josh Reynolds comp on him, so that means he's pretty sick. That means the world for coming from Rio. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I just I just wanted to see more of him in college, and I think he's going to get <clears throat> lost in the shuffle in this class. Okay, you ready for me to win the podcast? Sure. I wish Brady Breeze went back. <laughs> I was going to mention it. You're damn right. I wish, I mean, I wish he didn't opt out, but I totally understand. I wish he was, I know, I wish he was there still, man. Brady Breeze could have been a god. Well, he is. He was Pac-12 defensive, yeah. or wrote, sorry, Rose Bowl defensive player of the game. Um, but yeah, no, he had like a quiet, solid 2019, and then obviously ended on a high note in that Rose Bowl, and then um, most of that Oregon secondary uh, opt out and declared and I wish he was going back just to be kind of that alpha dog on the back mm-hmm. back ended with Ron McKinley. I totally agree. Um I'll give you another low key one. Oh my wrap. god, how many do you have? This is my last one. My God, relax. Greg McCray. Is it Brady Breeze? No, I I, I wish. I put Greg McCray. You know who I mean if you listen, you know I like him. Didn't have a great year. But what kind of would have been, would have been like the main guy in the backfield next year. So I'm kinda kinda surprised he didn't use the extra year and then go back there and kinda capitalize on all that. Probably sucks having it like spend another year when you didn't plan on it though. That's a good point. That's a good point. I know, especially with money on the table. I'll, yeah. Hey, if I if I was if I knew I was going to go undrafted, but at least get a little bit of cash, I would declare after my junior year. <laughs> I mean, when we do this, it's not like we're criticizing any of these decisions. No, we aren't. no, and we don't know their situations. And we're talking about it strictly from a stock perspective. Exactly. And our selfish reasons as Buckeyes and <laughs> yeah. Wolverine fans. Yeah, because we're assholes, exactly. And Bearcats. And you know who else is an asshole, AJ? <laughs> no, I don't want to name any names here, Rob. Um, Roger Goodell, for one. <laughs> um, but, hey, because of him, there's a football season. So, I don't know if that's true. But you can bet on it. And it's 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 the champion, it's championship Sunday, this Sunday. And then it's the Pro Bowl, but that's not actually happening. Um, so you can't bet on that. But then it's the Super Bowl, which is the prop bet time of the year. So I had to bet online and use the promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign bonuses. And there's plenty of other things to bet on. College, basketball, NBA, that NHL has started. AJ, when do pitchers and catchers report? Uh, 30 for four days. Thanks. Um, is that true? I don't know. It's close, I think. I'll check. No, I don't care. Um, so head to Ben Online today, and uh, they're your online sportsbook experts. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, biggest money move. I kind of found as I was doing this that it was uh, going to be a lot of the same guys that we, we talked about for our risers and sliders episode recently. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good point, yeah. I, I, here, let's get, let's get this out of the way. One of my biggest risers and my biggest money move is Aziz Ojalari coming into this class. Yeah, that's my number one as well. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty easy one. And obviously a guy who just dominated down the stretch, uh, a redshirt sophomore. Still seeing his stock kind of, well, I, I guess not like fluctuating a ton, but fluctuating in the first round. Like I've seen him as high as a top 10 pick and you see him on the back end of the first round. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess obviously he's not the biggest guy, so that's kind of a concern. But I, I, I think he's gonna be a top fifteen pick. Yeah, agreed. I mean, we're, we're still so far out. I know it's yeah, it, know, it's it's, it's remarkable how much changes between now and April. Um, and I mean, I think and like even in a year without a combine, things are gonna change. And that's usually the big changer, obviously, or agent of agent of change, I guess I should say, because of numbers. Uh, but even without yeah. that, people's stock rise and soar consistently. Um, yeah. Speaking of stock and one of our guys, I'm happy Trevon Morick came into this group because I think he's going to go safety one, baby. Yeah, no, I, uh, he seems like a, just a guy everybody loves. Yeah, no, for, for real. And I think we all just have crushes on awesome single high safeties. Yeah, I think so, too. I definitely think so, too. It's such a unique thing, and there's not a ton of awesome ones. Yeah, no, for, for, for real. And when there is one, uh, we fall in love. So. Wait, where's D'Angelo Amos right now? He's at UVA, baby. Yeah, but did he declare? No. I. That's a good question. Um, I because I think he's a senior, so he's no, he's a redshirt junior. Oh, no, wait, oh. that was last year. He's a redshirt senior. He definitely is coming out. Draft him for his punt returning ability. This is off. I'm sorry. My biggest money move is <laughs> Davion Nixon. <laughs> it's a good pick, Ralph. Thanks. Uh, I mentioned him. Obviously, only one year as a starter, but had. The second most dominant interior defensive line season after Barmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could sneak into the back end of the first round because I think he's going to test really well. Uh, for teams wanting that kind of that gap shooting three tech, this is your man. I yeah, Iowa guys always test well, and I mean they're it's going to be in a cornfield somewhere, but uh, the pro day is going to put up big numbers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I put Ronnie Perkins, another guy who came off suspension and and dominated down the stretch, and I think just rose the stock, like you said, just a big riser. So here, here's my last one who isn't just a big riser I'll, I'll get to here. I put Desmond Ritter here. And like like we said, everyone's going back to Cincinnati. Oh, I like this. I, I, I think he, could, he probably – I don't know where he would have went, but I think he would have went top 120 for sure. But I think going back, um, the next year's quarterback class isn't – like th- there's guys, but no one's there's, – there's no one's, anyone super high no, on right I, now. I, it, it's like the guys have bigger names and more like clout because of – in the college football world than yeah. the draft world, like it, it, yeah, that's a good way to put like it. Yeah, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, uh, Caden Slovis, Jaden Daniels, yeah, like all all four of those guys are going to be true juniors next year, and they're all awesome college quarterbacks. Um, but it kind of fluctuates how people feel with them as prospects. Exactly. So all, all that said, I think Ritter's got a chance to go top fifty. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he he big like arm, big arm. Great athlete, yep. well built. Going to be a fourth year starter. Yep. For in in it'll be the the winningest four years in, in program history. Exactly. Like actually, no, I shouldn't even say got a chance. I'll call a shot and say uh, Ritter will go top fifty next year. There you go. Like had he declared, we talked about this before. Like we we're way more willing to bet on him than anyone. Like, I think I would have bet on him over Mac Jones. Oh, I. I wouldn't be surprised if I felt the same way. And, like, yeah, I think he would have been my day two quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, obviously this season was a little different. We had a bunch of opt-outs before the year. So lots of guys who are awesome at football that we just didn't get to see um, because they opted out. So uh, I put a opt-out I'm most excited for on offense and defense just to, to get back into watching them play football. 
That's a good pick. Uh, so who do I, I went pretty high key with my picks. Who I want to hear who where you start. Defensively, I had to go with Caleb Farley. That's a good one. Yeah, I, he's um, a, a top ten top ten guy. I think. Yep. Um, number one corner in this draft. Awesome athlete, former high school quarterback, dominant twenty nineteen at Virginia Tech. Uh, such wicked tape, well built. Like the click and close is unbelievable. Um, in, in he's kind of one of the optics. I feel like a lot of the optics guys, and it won't actually impact the real draft stock. But they just when you look at a mock draft, like sometimes yeah. they they've slid just because no one's we haven't watched them in a while. Um, he, on the other hand, I, he's like consistently everyone thinks top ten guy. Yeah, he's he stayed stable, and uh, my my offensive guy will we'll alternate here. Also stayed stable in his opto. I put Panay Sewell. I mean, it was an easy choice. I just I'm just ready to to see him in the draft process. I'm excited about that, and I just uh, he's one of the most fun offensive line tapes you'll watch. He's he's great, and you know what? I, I, I don't want to say everyone forgets, but he's also so young still, and I think that's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not going to be – I think he turns 21 in October. That's insane. And, yeah, I mean, we've seen – I don't want to say – his stock hasn't slipped, obviously. He's still there. But we've seen people, like, you know, say like, he's not the generational tackle and blah, blah. So I, I just – I'm ready to really, really dig in and see where everyone really is on him because I mm-hmm. think when it's all said and done, he's going to be a top five pick at the absolute worst, so – Okay, for my offensive one, I, I had to do it. I had to go with Sage Surratt. Oh, yeah. I love one. Sage Surratt. Yeah. Awesome athlete. Awesome hands. Awesome bloodlines. Um, <laughs> he, he's some of the most he, – and he's not the type of receiver I normally fall for. I love route runners. I love more yak guys, and he's more of a straight line deep threat. Um, but I, I think he – now, no combine is going to really yeah. hurt him because I yeah. think he would have put up huge numbers. Uh, but he's a day two guy who was so much upside. And, and again, he was an opt-out that I think people are just going to come back to and re-fall yes. in love with. Like he had, he had 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns in nine games at, at Wake in 2019. Like yeah. He was awesome before he got hurt. Yeah, for real. Um, again, I'll go really high key. I, I'm going to put Gregory Rousseau because I just want to see when it's all said and done where the hell he goes and what the hell he well, is. He will. I think that's a good one, just because I mean, freaking Daniel Jeremiah saying he was the number one player in the draft before the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I I I thought I saw him more as a day two guy. You see, some people on draft Twitter say he's a day three guy, mm-hmm. and like he obviously had like he had one season, and he's also six seven two fifty. Like he's weird build, and he's real thin. Like he's he's gonna be polarizing his head. Yeah, for real. And so I'm just. I'm just excited to really dig in and see what he is. And, I mean, yeah, there's not more tape on him, but um, I want to see, like, because, you know, the NFL obviously has one idea and we're not sure exactly what it is. So I just I just want to see where the hell he's, he's going to go. I mean, yeah. I think a team I think a team's still going to bet on him pretty high, so. Okay, I'm just going to rattle through my glad they returned because half of them are Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay. Uh, okay, Tyreek Smith. For Ohio State, mm-hmm. Haskell Garrett for Ohio State, Jeremy Ruckert for Ohio State, Thayer <laughs> Mumford for Ohio State, and then um, I'll give you a high key and a low key. Uh, Justin Ross, the Clemson receiver, mm-hmm. um, who obviously missed the year because of uh, the neck thing. Him going back and being able to play football is going to be huge. He, yeah. he entered was heading into the season with potential first round buzz and obviously didn't play. Um, Probably him and Chris Olave, the top two senior pass catchers in the country next year. Yep. Uh, and then Jacksonville State quarterback Zarek Cooper. <laughs> that's that's so 20, low key. I, I fo- love it. Yeah. Former Clemson quarterback. Yep. Uh, Three year starter at Jacksonville State. They only played four games this year. Twenty nine career games at Jacksonville State. Over seven thousand passing yards. Sixty one touchdowns. Seventeen rushing touchdowns. Um, I thought he was an interesting potential day three pick at quarterback uh, over the summer and. I'm I'm happy he gets to return and he's like he he's well built he's like six three two two thirty, uh, moves well solid arm again he was originally at Clemson so he was like a four star recruit, uh, so I'm I'm just excited you know and I love FCS quarterbacks. Yep, uh, that's a good pick. I, I feel like he's gonna be one of those guys that pops up in April. They're like, oh, don't forget about Zuri Cooper who. You know, it's been training with so and so, and the NFL likes him. You know what I mean? And then he sneaks who, into who. Question: yeah. Who lasts longer in the NFL? Okay. Um, of these two former 
Clemson quarterbacks? Zarek Cooper or two-time transfer Chase Bryce? <laughs> uh, right now, based on talent and production, you got to say Zarek Cooper. But... Correct. Okay, good. Okay, the, now go, go ahead. Tell me who you're glad returned. Let's stick at Clemson. I'm glad Darren Kendrick went back. Uh, another year at corner. I think he's going to boost his stock big time, and uh, he'll probably be a first-round pick next year. I know people are projecting him there this year. I never bought in as much as other people did just watching live Clemson games. Uh, but I, I, you could definitely see it. And uh, I think another year just refining himself at Clemson is going to be huge. Uh, I mentioned Linderbaum. Uh, selfishly, maybe not selfishly, I'm glad Bubba Bolden's back in Miami. I don't know. Yeah, he's, cool. yeah I don't know where he's going to be in terms of stock. I don't know if he's going to really boost the stock. But he, 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 he's he got a good chance because he kind of stuttered down the line. And he's just one of the more fun defensive players to watch, period. So there. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we get another year seeing Derek, Derek King uh, playing quarterback in college hey. football. Good pick. Uh, quick, quick, slower ones. Uh, Kobe Harville-Peel, who did a flip-flop. That's why I kind of wanted to mention him. And he's going back to Oklahoma State now. Who's got the talent uh, a little bit up and down at times, so I'm, I, I want to see him clean up. Um, let's go to Arizona State. The, how about Chase Lucas and Jack Jones going back? What I think is just it's cool for Arizona State, but also with them barely playing any games this year. Jack Jones, Jack Jones got um, suspended down the stretch for is Arizona he, State. And, like, that was – Suck because he I, I liked him a lot and then he, mm-hmm. he I think he only ended up playing in one game this year yeah no yeah I think we both like Jones more than Lucas even though Lucas yeah. was the bigger name uh, so going for a normal year hopefully they, like they could get a big boost to their stock both of them and and last one I'll throw in here who <laughs> also flip flopped how about Kevin Marks the Buffalo running back was gonna transfer stayed at Buffalo I liked him as a sleeper all, all year behind uh, Jared Patterson. I don't know how much he's going to boost his stock, but there's a lot of those like thumpers in the class, and I think he could be that late, mid-late day three thumper to target next year. So I'm kind of glad that he's he's going to get a shot there to to be the the bell cow in Buffalo. Can't wait to watch him on Tuesday night. 